0: Route. response engine 5, engine 3, engine 1, ladder 3, ladder 2, rescue one We've got smoke showing.
1: Division 1, you're on location block 23, reporting smoke showing 727.
2: Job Talks podcast members do not represent the cities and towns they work for in their views and opinions. They are views and opinions that belong to us only. We are not here trying to be the experts or tell people how to do their job. Our goal with this show is simply to facilitate knowledge sharing. Got it. Welcome. (laughs) Episode six, (laughs) Job Talks podcast. We're back in the studio. Today, we're going to talk about our first fires. Guys, before we you, get there, you've been, you guys have been to fires? Listen, if you haven't, just been make one. The right, yeah. our first fires. It was a campfire at Boy Scouts when I was like 11. Okay. Uh, before we get into the content, welcome. Here, episode six, if you're tuning in for the first time, this podcast is dedicated to discussing all things relating to the fire service. Also, if you're here for the first time, this is episode six. You can find episode one right here. Yeah, like how I did that, Nick? Put that one on you. And you can start from the beginning and see how we got to where we are today. We're at least one 100th famous at this point, I think, I hope.
1: Uh, I so so, yeah. Whatever that means.
3: Well,
2: yeah, whatever it means. It's all relative. Um, our goal here is to have a positive influence on the firehouse culture and fireground tactics. Um, and before we get into it, please help us out. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at Job Talks, J-O-B-T-L-K-S. Please like our page, share our page. Go to our YouTube channel, which is also Job Talks, J-O-B-T-L-K-S. Biggest thing you can do, subscribe to that channel, share that channel, so we can get people watching. The more people we get watching, the more we can share this content, the better positive influence we can have on the fire service at large.
3: Saving up for that A. One day we'll be able to afford the A in Job Talks. One day. one day. It was an
2: extra $100 in the patent process, so... this is where we do our disclaimers. before the episode starts. Oh. Well, Damn it. Well, <laughs> well I'm glad I, glad I cleared <laughs> that up beforehand. Well, I guess I'm glad we saved on that A, because <laughs> now Nick has a, to spend an extra five bucks uh, editing that out. <laughs> or leaving it. I'm leaving it. <laughs> awesome. So, just so you guys know, we talked about we're putting we're overlaying our disclaimers instead of saying them to cut some time down on our episode, which uh, turned out not to work on our first attempt. So we'll get
1: it, we'll get it better. Tune yeah. in for episode seven. Tune yeah. in for
2: episode seven where the disclaimers show up before where we the episode finally starts. have our shit together. <laughs> That'll never happen. All right, so before we get into the content today, we're gonna do another fire service shout out um this week's shout out goes to the lawrence massachusetts fire department um this happened on april 15th uh obviously we pre-record some of these episodes so this was only a week or so ago for us but by the time you see this it'll probably be last month but uh april 15th lawrence fire struck a box for fire 20 to 22 crosby street the fire alarm uh initially stated it was a single caller reporting fire in the rear of the house Uh, usually when you have these legit you end up with, you know, something like multiple calls. So, um, initial assignment was engines six, eight, and nine ladder four squad one and car 21, uh, ladder four was pretty close in proximity to where the, the fire took place. So they were first off, they reported a three story wood frame, heavy fire showing from the third floor, uh, car 21 got on scene pretty shortly after that, uh, took command and reported the fire extending to the two buildings on the Bravo and Delta corners, Uh, pretty quickly went to a second and then to a third alarm. Uh, Fourth alarm at uh, 2002, and then the fifth alarm was struck at 2208, stating that four buildings were involved at that point, three triple-deckers and one two-story wood frame. Um, They also had multiple spot fires along Crosby Street. Um, The fire eventually extended to a fifth building, another triple-decker, and although the fire was technically a fifth alarm, that's the highest alarm that the command called, um, f- uh, fire alarm had started staging sixth and seventh alarm companies, and they did some special calls above that. So it was a, about a, a seven, seventh alarm assignment, but the official um, calling was a, was a fifth alarm fire. Uh, this was obviously a tough fire, extremely tight spaces between the buildings. Uh, it was cold. It was windy. I have some uh, video and some, some photos To show you guys from this uh so this is a local guy that that took this i'm going to put a link to his um youtube page up so that you guys can uh, take a look at the whole video the whole video is about 20 minutes long he has videos uh fires all over the metro boston area that are pretty good does a lot of photography too so this has some some audio in it as well um so you can hear So the first part of this is just uh, right here. You can see how close these buildings yeah. are Broadway together. Pretty wild. Mary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A couple pretty big buildings. Uh, yeah, it's almo- almost inevitable. Fire. Yeah. And I, I, believe it, it in the, uh, I believe it started just in the... I believe it started just in the on the yeah, rear porch yeah, of the, the first building. Um, Another grill incident, maybe? <laughs> yeah, this guy was partying <laughs> at was ten 40 o'clock 40 at night. 40 Probably 40 cigarette butts, 40 man. 40 so you can see, I mean, this thing is absolutely cooking.
0: In. Right, doing
2: a this is a lot to keep track of. So this is obviously residential. Late at night, so you expect that
3: people are going to be home. So, on, so those are those are not. Insignificant sized buildings Like there's a lot of Occupants to yeah, evacuate A lot of displaced residents Yeah So like That's
2: not like really A, uh, a typical Triple decker right That's like a a, no, yeah. a three story wood frame But probably You know six apartments in there Yeah So not only do you have to keep track of like where lines are going where the fire's extending um you could hear i wasn't i'm not sure who was reporting it it, you know entering building 24 for a primary so you're you have to search every apartment every floor all these buildings 10 o'clock at night there's gonna be a ton of people there um i know there were a bunch of people displaced from it i'm not sure exactly how many um but again you could just see i mean this thing was cooking and, and pretty quickly spread um spread to to a total of five buildings. So uh, real short shout out, but just wanted to to give a little like shout out to Lawrence Mass and and, uh, and kind of highlight the work they did. And it wasn't just Lawrence. I think that's important. They called in a ton of mutual aid. Um, I don't remember exactly how many towns and cities showed up, but they said something like 100, uh, 100 firefighters, maybe 30 apparatus or so. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of mutual aid, and, and I know that uh I don't know if it was the fire department of the city had actually put something out and, and said you know who all had come and given them you know some props to you know. credit yeah strong yeah. work boys yeah so strong work and boys strong and work to those uh, mutual aid partners and that that mutual aid uh, run card that kind of keeps that stuff flowing so mm-hmm.
3: nice work yeah John and I went to the academy with I think like four or five yeah of, it was four yeah, of them yeah four Lawrence guys they're yeah. yeah. All good guys. I went to I went to the academy with a handful of Lawrence guys too. Yeah. yeah
2: all good dudes. Yeah. Those guys see some work up there. Yeah, yeah our class man. president, I think, was. Yeah,
1: Jose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jose uh, Jose, if you're watching. Hope yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's
2: a good dude. Yeah, yeah those guys see see a, see a good amount of work and they oh have yeah. all this, you know, style of building which yeah. which uh and real tight. Almost like this area almost reminds me of kind of like a Chelsea area. Mm. Yeah. Just really tight wood yeah. frame construction. Yeah.
1: Those guys start out on the desk too. Which not a lot of jobs do that now. Do they really? Yeah, they start out on the desk. So um, you know, they all dispatch for a long time until they get, you know, through the academy and do everything like that. I don't. I mean, obviously, things could have changed over the last yeah. few years or so. But um,
2: do they start on the desk before they go to the academy, and I, then once they're done, they go to the company?
1: I believe so, but I think there still has to be an opening for them to get up. So you know, obviously, shout out to those guys on the desk. You know what yeah, I mean? Those absolutely. could be experienced guys, that they could just be young guys. I'm sure, like I said, they're busy and they get a lot of work. But um, I mean, that, that's a lot to keep track of. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a, a huge, lot. Huge, huge, yeah. huge. That's fire. huge. That that yeah.
2: takes a lot of resources from a lot of different places to to get that done. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I think a total of up to like seven alarms worth of uh, mm. worth of assignments.
3: Yeah, that's probably say seventy-five to hundred displaced mm-hmm. residents. It yeah. S- Speaks to the importance of having Easy. having sectors, and yeah. so you only have so much operational bandwidth. Yeah, having different uh, different people in charge
2: of different areas, different buildings, different oper- interior, exterior, mm-hmm. search. You know, yeah. having RIT teams available for all those different. I mean, that's just a that's just an enormous arou- amount of resources and an enormous amount of things to think about for yeah. the fire. So, yeah. um, big shout out to those guys. Um, if you happen to be at this fire, um, please reach out to us on our social media or. Um, on our website, www.jobtalks.com. Uh, if you want to give us some more insight, or you want to correct anything that we had to say, or let us know what happened, we'd love to. We'd love to uh, to put it on with some of these photos. So just uh, so that was a video. A couple more photos here. Um, I tried to put the photo credits there, but just a, a couple more, so you could kind of see what they were dealing with. The uh, mm. for the people that are listening and not watching, we're going to put this up on our social media. Uh, but uh, the the top left photo we're looking at is uh kind of i think the initial main fire building i'm not 100 percent sure which one was the initial fire building of those uh, but again like a, a three-story wood frame larger than your average triple decker looks like maybe six apartments versus three and then next to it would be a standard what i'd call a triple decker three-story wood frame house um to the right of that is just a <laughs> one of these buildings completely engulfed in flames it looks like the Looks likely like that's the rear of one of the buildings. Maybe the original fire building looks like kind of the porch is going. And then just a couple of photos of the apparatus working on scene. Um, and you can see one of the mutual aid uh, departments right there, Methuen, in there getting some some work done. So,
1: again, nice job, guys. That middle uh, photo looked like it would be the uh, next cover for the remake of Backdraft.
0: Which one? <laughs>
1: I said the middle photo there oh, with yeah. that whole thing going yeah. I can like see that, that top right photo, which is uh,
2: uh, Lawrence Engine 5, yeah. uh, just kind of surrounded by smoke, all lit up. That would make a, a pretty sick uh, photo for like yeah. Firehouse Magazine. You know yeah, when they do? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. They do their review of all those fires? As
3: Nick would say,
2: fully involved. Fully, Nick is learning the terminology, <laughs> the terminology. as we go. Uh, Nick's favorite term is fully involved. Fully involved. So moving on to our main topic. We have, now we're in episode number six, right? So we kind of started this off talking a lot about different culture, you know, building your career, what makes you a good firefighter, trust, stuff like that. And um, obviously those things are hugely important in the fire service. But at some point we want to talk about some things that are a little bit beyond the culture and start talking about tactics and different things like that. So today we're going to just talk about our first fires and- and not just talk about our first fires, but like maybe a lesson that we learned from our first fires. And uh, I think it's a good segue into like talking about some more tactical stuff on the fireground. Um, I know our ep- next episode or two, we're gonna we're definitely gonna feature some like tactical situations. Start talking about that again. We're uh, we're look always looking for the people who are experts in some of the stuff. So if you have some some expertise in a in a certain field um we'd love to hear
3: from you uh, maybe be able to feature you but as i said before they're out there they, they are will out find there them. <laughs> we will find them yeah. somewhere on the horizon so we will find an expert
2: the unfortunate part of this is that barry can't really be a part of the conversation yeah because
3: he just doesn't go to fires yeah well i don't know if anyone else here had a third yeah. alarm fire the first shift but oh shit that's right well it i did you really yeah. yeah i don't know if i remember yeah, that. yeah third alarm assignment so it sounds cooler than oh it you know what is, yeah. i
1: actually now i do remember it yeah i do remember it yeah, yeah. i feel like
2: a, a handful of guys or a decent amount of guys in our job have been fortunate enough to ca- to catch fires their first we years.
3: had a good run of yeah there's probably like five or six guys that i can think of that are like yeah. our era that all had like the, pretty the good guys that got hired
2: with year. me that went to um i forget what group it was probably group three because that's our fire group but the guys that got hired with me, or one or two of them, went to that group and they caught a fire the first day too.
3: Um, which is maddening. How long after you got on did we go to Van I don't want to talk about it. A long time. We had a bunch it, of little stuff.
2: Yeah. But it was, uh, like, first, like, good good fire. Van yeah. Norden
3: was, I think, the following winter. I remember texting you on the way to work, like, talking shit. Yeah, And you're like, oh, well, there's actually a fire right now. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then <laughs> we got there, and they're like, oh. <laughs> I was like, get here, baby. It's shift j- like, oh. change like, We're I going. I thought he was kidding. I thought he was
1: yeah. kidding. Actually, we, when I first got on, for whatever reason, my group, it took a while for me to like catch a real fire. But after that, it seemed like I'd caught like a lot of out-of-town work and everything like that. And I'm sure this wasn't made up on the spot, and it had been around for a long time, but you know. My lieutenant would just kinda talk shit and give everybody hell and be like, Yeah, this is Fire Factory Four. This is group 4, You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was uh Fighting you know, Fourth. Fighting fourth, man. Fire Factory Four. It's
2: it's funny. You know? It's funny how they come in cycles. Like on our in our department, our group three, for whatever reason they burn twice as much as the rest yeah. of the groups. Yeah. Now I'm on group three, so we won't have any fires. <laughs> yeah, you'll never go to a fire again. Yeah. Sucks <clears> to you. So I gotta um, pick up
1: overtime with those guys.
2: So to clarify when we're gonna talk about our first fires is like we do a lot of almost fires, we do a lot of little fires. I'm talking about the first fire where you had to wear a facepiece to preserve your life. Not, yeah, not a fire where you were in there with no mask on, mm-hmm. you know, overhauling on the like eighth alarm or something. But right. like the first fire, you had to wear a facepiece to to survive in the building. Mm. Barry, you wanna you wanna start us off?
3: <laughs> so there I was mopping the floors. Scrubbing the walls at 8 doing my due diligence <laughs> on the first day, uh, and they they um they struck the box, um for uh the address is escaping me. It's Fifty Fallen Street, Fallen Street, yeah, it's right off a of Waterhouse. Uh, and initially, you know, I was still it was my literally my first day, very much learning the ropes. Um, so we all went down to the watch room, and like I'm still like under you know grasping the concept of what what's even going on really. Um, and it sounded like uh, it was on the. I believe it's a very, it's a tall, pretty tall. I believe it's five or five or six story building. Um, there's no standpipes. Is one. Of, it's within um, the kind of the Harvard Square district. So there's a lot of antiquated buildings that are um, grandfathered in. So as far as fire code, so there's no requirement for standpipes. Uh, that particular building is a very tough stretch. There's a lot of like multiple stairwells. So a big a- building, yeah, so access was pretty difficult and it ended up being, um, up in the, um, the penthouse on top of the, on top of the actual building. And once they got access, you know, they reported heavy fire. Um, so I was, you know, listening intently, mm-hmm. um, engine three, <coughs> if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Yeah. So not the best run card I've ever seen, <laughs> but great place to be if you're there. So, um, you know, listen intently and then eventually, you know, I remember one of the guys. He's like, "This fucking kid's gonna get a fires for a shift." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, I, like it didn't even enter my, you know, the realm of possibility." I was like, "Oh, really? Things so? I'm gonna go Yeah, um, We're gonna yeah go. And I ended up going. Um, again, you know, like uh, by that point, the majority of the fire had been extinguished. Lots of overhaul, um, but pretty extensive fire damage. Uh, and I learned right away um, that bringing an eight-foot pike pole. Uh, inside a congested area is not the best idea. <laughs> so I was like turning around. I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, and that tool is useless. Um, yeah, dude. It's really that, funny. That yeah. is meant for a roof to go down, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That, leave it yeah. Yeah. Well, you It's know. not
2: something they teach you. No. Like, they learning. don't tell you. They just like grab a pike pole and you're, you're like, all you right. Learn this, as you, learn this is a pike pole.
1: Well, obviously, um, you know, for our civil service test, right, it's like they, you know, Make that rig where you're pulling down the ceiling, oh, yeah. right? And it's like that's supposed to be essentially like a pipe pole, right? And yeah. so you like, get right in there with my pipe pole, you know? it's like, no, yeah, no, you <laughs> can't do anything with yeah. like that for you. No, anything. you can't. I mean, if you have, re- if you had. 12-foot ceilings, that's the only yeah,
2: thing Yeah, you can you if you use, have, yeah. like,
3: you know, a variety of sizes, but, like, yeah. carrying an 8-footer into a... Yeah, R- no, rough one. ceilings are 8 feet. It wasn't the best decision I've ever made, but, you know, <laughs> at that time, I really didn't have any decisions made, so <laughs> I just, it's like, oh, I'll grab a tool. Isn't it isn't it wild, like,
2: all right, so regardless of, like, the amount of fires, like, people have been to, think about the, the difference in your perception of a fire ground from your very first fire to your most recent fire. Yeah. Isn't it
3: like unbel- like Completely r- you, different. You look back and you're like, what the fuck was I even doing? I had no percept, like my first fire, I had no perception of, you know, actions like of individual companies, what the expectations were. I was literally yeah. just doing whatever my lieutenant told me to do. Yeah. Trying e- not to look
2: Even like, even it. like going in the building and being like, I don't know that I was like totally oriented to everything. Like, I don't know, like I had the bandwidth to like, to, to, do the perform the job that I was trying to perform, and at the same time, like remember like every turn I had taken, or door I'd gone by, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it's 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 staggering, and it doesn't take a long time to get a lot better at it. Like just a couple fires in, you start feeling a lot better. But from like your first fire to your <coughs> to your most recent one, at least for me, is a
3: crazy, crazy difference yeah. in just my like mindset. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you're no longer like. Now you understand the standards and expectations, and you can start taking action versus yeah. waiting to be prompted. For you. Know, I, feel, I just feel
2: like you're just much more methodical yeah. as well. Like when you go in, like you're, you know, nobody's ever really experienced everything, you know, even if you've had a hundred fires. But I feel like every fire you go to, you get a little bit more methodical. And like, okay, this is happening, I'm going to do this. And this is well, happening, I'm
3: going to do this. And once you're once you're really comfortable uh, in your specific role and understanding like the standards and expectations of, you know, whether you're an engine company guy, a ladder company guy, squad guy, it makes it so much easier because you know, where you're kind of, where you fall yeah. uh, in the deck of cards in that kind of like the orchestra, I guess, of like mm. making this whole, yeah. this whole thing happen.
2: I think so. So we're talking about our first fires, but my, our, my ro- most recent fire was, um, I don't know, a month ago or so, but it was, it was mutual aid, which oftentimes doesn't lead to much. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate with what we've, caught in the last year mutual aid but we had the first line into the second floor um it was a fire started in the kitchen of the first floor and went to the porches and up the stairwell and i just remember afterwards actually i I had a conversation with my lieutenant i was like man that was like you know every time has been better but that was like the first time i got there and was like very very clear-headed about everything that i was doing and like going through and i was like "You, you know we did grab the horseshoe went up to say like it was just like it felt like everything flowed I was very methodical I wasn't like like really questioning anything it was uh, and it wasn't a tough fire so it wasn't like a lot to question but it was just it was just unbelievable thinking back to like uh, you know five ten fires ago versus I mean even not even just like our first fire but first fire is just a, a lot of
1: yeah you, you get it done and then you're like holy shit yeah, get yeah. The, the, the adrenaline the adrenaline dump you know what I mean it's yeah. what we try to avoid but which uh brings up my uh one of my captains he always recommends it to guys if you can listen to the Boston scanner and he's like these guys show up to massive fires and you hear them calling off on the radio, and it sounds like you know they're just taking out the trash. you know what I mean they're yeah. just it's as simple as that they're as calm as they would be as if they were taking out the trash. It's not yeah, and uh obviously on your first day, your first job, a couple jobs in whatever it is you don't have that that's a that's a a skill that you learn skill yeah it's a learned skill it's you know what i mean and every time you're put in that situation and we spoke about this before like where you had the opportunity with a few close fires to build on those skills yeah. and link them together whereas if they're 3 4 years apart you might be like ah, oh, yeah that's I remember last time i was going to do this instead or i felt this particular way which led me to do this you know right but um I feel
2: like that, like you, you hear the people that that get on scene and start screaming, and it almost immediately,
1: like, destroys your confidence. You know, No, what it I mean? just gets you. It 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 brings
3: everybody's it level yeah, up. Yeah, it and <coughs> it's it's not it's not good. There's nothing positive that becomes that becomes a freaking out on a call. Yeah, you, I know. you like you can keep that on the inside. And right. You know, it's a high acuity situation, but nothing positive. lends from yeah. yeah.
2: There's like a a, a, a level of like. Being worked up in adrenaline that puts yep. you in a in a nice zone of focus, mm-hmm. and then there's like being just like Out over saturated, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the other thing is, is you know, I, you know, a, a lieutenant of mine had said, um, you know, you you may come across a fire when you're in the ambulance, and you might be first on scene, and you might pull over and go, oh man, you basically. And I think we already touched on this. You know, when you had talked about your radio communications before, a few episodes Ah. ago. And uh, it was just, he just said, take a breath and calmly state what's going on. Yeah. Because if anyone detects any hint of, like, not urgency, because you need a sense of urgency, but that hint of, like, excitement, when you, you'll get everybody else ramped up, you know what I mean? And it's it's just a bad way to start the call so, Yeah, it's a, yeah.
2: It's, a, it's a cascade effect.
1: That's it. Correct. Yeah.
2: Yes. It's a cascade effect. And there's like little things you can do with that too. So uh, I know um, I don't do it all the time, but when I've had the radio, you know, I'll take a piece of tape, put it on the dash with just, you know, like um, type of structure, stories, you know, what I see, like just like a, not not writing it down pre ahead of time, but writing down like those are the... Th- three things like okay if if for some reason i was off first in a fire like Mm -hmm. okay i have a three-story wood frame fire showing from the second floor and then you can report that and it just kind of it it takes that thought process away from you for the second because you have it laid out in front of you and like i feel like even just having that a little bit will
3: will take you down i don't do i should do it every time i don't but the acronym that i i mean i feel fortunate i've had the radio a good bit not nearly as much as some people but i just remember there's can conditions actions needs yeah, like exactly. what conditions are you presented with what actions what are your immediate actions that you're taking and what do you potentially need from incoming companies as everything long as it, is on fire yeah. send yeah. us everyone yeah. building's on fire gonna try and put it out i'll let you know yeah it's not working place that more people <laughs> but yeah as long as you can accurately articulate the conditions that you're immediately presented with the actions that your company's taking eat you know each department has their standardized SOGs or SOPs, so there should be an understanding of what the initial actions for varying companies should be. But if you're taking any special actions, you know you're you're adjusting on the fly based on operational conditions. Like communicate that to the people. Like you do yeah. have a dead hydrant, something that incoming companies need to know, uh, and then needs. You know, yeah, right. Like we need, you know, we have a dead hydrant. We're gonna work around it. We need an incoming company to lay in for us. Yeah. We need us.
2: we need a line to this floor. Yeah. We need a search okay. on this,
3: whatever whatever it may be. And I think having
2: SOGs helps <laughs> with that because you might not have to some of those some of those needs you won't have to communicate right off the off the bat because you have people that know that that's the kind of their initial assignment unless something changes and then it leaves you more open for those the curve balls, that you're like, okay, uh, now we don't have water. Like, what do we do here? We need somebody else to lay in or whatever the case is. There's a, um, speaking of like being calm, uh, I want to find it. And I can't remember what city it was. I believe it was in mass. And there was a, a, uh, a deputy or district chief that called off with a fire. And I don't know what, I don't remember exactly what he had, but he was just like, dump the city, like very calm, but just like dump the city. We need everyone. Here. Really? And I, Yeah. I want to find it. Um, it's pretty well known. They they reference him if you follow some of the whacker pages around Boston. He's he's been referenced. It might have, hmm. it, well, it wasn't Boston, but it, it might it might have been one of the surrounding cities. But wow.
3: where what was, was your first fire, John? Uh,
0: I think it was. Um, he
3: said it when he was six years old. Yeah. He ended <laughs> up in the juvenile fire starter <laughs> program. It was it was in the woods. I used to have black hair until I set my first fire, and now <laughs> I have red hair. <laughs> They'll never find me if I don't change it. Good.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh it's only recently been cool to be a ginger. So, you know, <laughs> he's it's, always been cool to just, me. Just just let the just let the jokes keep. Going.
2: I ho- I listen. I hope it stays that way. My kid is a ginger. Yeah, dude. Man, fiery! fiery like that Reese's bag. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Looks like a freaking pumpkin.
1: He's gonna be a spark plug, man. No question about it. Yeah, he already so, is. Um, well. yeah, no. So I I um I think it was like February. So and it was actually like a i think it was February. It was a nice day, but it was um obviously a little bit on the colder side, but it was like really like good conditions to work in. Like it was sunny out, but I shouldn't say it was good conditions to work in at all because it was the wind was blowing like 60 miles an hour like that day. Oh, we so it's we had tough. yeah, so we had a big wind-driven fire. And we think that it started outside actually on the service wire and worked its way in and it just sat there and cooked. For hours and hours. Um, It was uh, on Prospect Street in Stoughton. And we get there, uh, and we show up, and there's just like this light, light, wispy smoke coming out of the eaves up top. And it was a large two-and-a-half-story wood frame building, but it was a three-family. And one of my good friends actually lived there. And I didn't know, I mean i I say good friend, she's been a friend of mine for a long time. we still see each other very regularly out and about, and um all of a sudden, I'm like I'm geared up, I'm walking too, and I'm like, amanda what like, what are you doing <laughs> and she, you know suddenly
2: he's just like, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's just it was like it was te- obviously you know she was wicked upset, it was honestly like a ter- you know what I mean It was just like a terrible day, and then as the day went on, it just got worse because. That building um, had complete 3D communication. Uh, there was chases running up, and obviously it was an old balloon frame building.
2: Oh, so it, with wind, it went everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this thing, that fire got pushed around every, so my first assignment um, was on the, I went to the basement, we cleared the basement, there was some light wispy, wispy smoke down there, And then, um, and then, you know, we cleared that very quickly. And then I grabbed a couple of tools and I went into the first floor and the ceiling had already, it was just a drop ceiling. The drop ceiling had collapsed. So we went in, moved some stuff out of the way. And now we're starting to pull down the ceiling above that, which was, you know, probably like a seven or seven and a half foot, um, ceiling. And it was just, um, gypsum board, but it was like, well, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was. It was. Um, what we call it? The uh, I screwed this up last time. The horsehair plaster. Oh, plaster and oh, laugh. Yeah, yeah. Plaster and laugh. And so pulling that, and obviously that makes a mess. I don't know how much of that stuff. You know, you guys have gotten into. You've demoed in your life. It was like you know gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. I, my entire house. Yeah. So we, you know, the it never got like darkened down down there. We never sprayed water on it till later, but it had cooked through like all these bays and just everything was like charred and burnt uh and then it went up a chase it went all the way across the room up a chase and then the second floor was where it took off and it just absolutely um like the, the guys got up there pretty quickly and it was uh but yeah well, I mean there was already so much oxygen going as soon as we got in there, it just, it, it started like really getting bad. Where
2: where did it start? Was it start on that first floor?
1: Or did you say it started up? So we, we think that, I think we concluded that it had started outside at the service wire. <coughs> oh really? And the, because we got there and the service wire was just whipping. And then, um, it was burnt off. It actually burnt off, um, the right shed. there. And so we saw yeah. the, and it was aluminum, aluminum, aluminum siding. So, uh, it was weird because the siding was, like, still intact mostly. And then once we ripped it down, it was just, like, where it, like, basically torched through and just continued to slowly. So it probably burn. would have, like, smoldered
2: for hours if yeah. it wasn't a hours. day of 60-mile-an-hour winds, you know what I mean? Or it might
1: not even have started. Right. But, yeah, obviously that, you know, it was, I mean, who knows how old that service wire was. And yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just, but that, <coughs> interestingly, though, um, we dumped... I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of gallons on it or, like, close to a million. We had three ladder pipes on it. The water source, um, you know, we had guys tapped into the same uh, feed, which sucked because we were uphill. And so I I don't think anybody knew. I mean, we had, like, I think we had, like, 40 pounds of pressure. Oh, really? Yeah, it was bad. So we ended up having, you know, companies, you know, pumping hydrants and we had to have someone go and lay into you know further down the street down the hill and you know get water coming up so that we could you know feed brockton's ladder um and it you know here's something too to talk about these guys knowing their um you know knowing their towns and neighborhoods and just or just being heads up guys we actually took the ladder through somebody else's like back they had a big back driveway and they back or well, they, they drove it up and we were actually you know hitting it from like like the other side like yeah. the other property so it wasn't just from the street so we had like really three good angles that we were dumping on this thing yeah and we just like we could we just couldn't get to the seat of the fire they had ordered everybody out of the building because we had been wor- we'd been working on this thing for like what seemed like forever And, uh, you know, everything got vented. Everything got done. Uh, They just couldn't get in there and and, and get it out. They ordered everybody out. They just kept dumping water on it. And then we're all just standing out there, and the entire porch system collapsed. Yeah. And so that was crazy because now at this point, you know, building inspectors like, like no one's going, obviously no one's going back in there ever. Right. Not even after we put this thing out. And that house was... Um, we had a demolition company that night to come in and take the thing down.
2: Oh, it's unbelievable how fast they are. Yeah, like we we had. Uh, I wasn't on the fire, but we had one in our city a few years ago. Big building on a main street, like huge building, and it was a parking lot. Like mm. twenty four hours later. Yeah, and it, I mean, and yep. it did. It wasn't like the house collapsed. Yeah. They just came in and just see you. Yeah, like it's a write off.
1: And uh, to get back to your point, I was like a man on a mission. You know, I was, was working on it all the time. It's in great shape. Not that I don't work out now, but I was like really like, so I like put it in full throttle and yeah. absolutely smoked myself, but I wanted to do everything. So I did, but I can just remember like not having that calm sense to just yeah. go in and work. You know, I was like, I, could, I can just remember like burning through all my energy very quickly and having that adrenaline dump fatigue yep. and just being like dude you red too soon yeah you know
2: i mean that's like part of that not getting super worked up is also air consumption yeah like when you're worked up even if you're not working hard you're heart racing faster and everything else so you just burn through right so much quicker and you can be in the best of shape and it will it will kick your ass oh yeah fairly quickly yeah if you're if you're not if you're using muscle instead of technique mm-hmm. or
3: you know whatever the case is like you can get smoked pretty pretty quick mm-hmm. yeah and just not being familiar with like operating under heavy exertion on like a closed circuit yeah system yeah. yeah i did a row one time um at my gym and i did it on air and like i was
2: obviously like gassed right yeah. and uh and afterwards somebody was like why are you gassed Isn't you have oxygen on i'm like no, no, it's air. No, it's it's regular air and it's regulated. So yeah. if I take too deep a breath, it doesn't necessarily like catch up being like right. a bigger dude. You know, right, like right. it's a being on being on a, on air is a total game changer. Yeah, you know yeah. that's why they have all those trainers and stuff. That's to, why I have yeah, the, the blast doing that, blast yeah. masks and stuff like that. And that's, and that's why, why if you it. you ask a lot of yeah. people like personal training things and a lot of people say, oh, I I practice like being on air
1: because I just wear my COVID mask now.
3: Yeah. it's <laughs> like nine layers. Yeah. yeah. Six,
1: six different uh, well, uh, COVID masks. You know, per Dr. Fauci, you know, we need to triple mask. So that's, that's <laughs> what I've been doing. Good for you. Even in Way my train. own, even in my own house.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to train. Yeah. Um, uh, that's awesome. What, uh, what, uh, where
1: did you show up in the assignment? So I was, um, so I was on the ambulance. So we yep. beached it down the street. Um, And then I walked up and it was during the day. So we had day staff. So one of the lieutenants um, grabbed me and my partner that day. And then we kind of maintained crew integrity until, um, you know, he got pulled off to help with um, the ladder operations. And then he just, that's kind of where he kind of hung and hung out. And so then I was just kind of chasing around my lieutenant who was, um, you know, also like a younger guy on the job well, I mean, he's not, he's not like a, he's not as young as I, but he's, um, but he, he's a younger fit guy. Yeah, And, um, you know, I can definitely he, hang. Yeah, no, yeah. I I was trying to hang with him and you know, we, we both did a lot of work. We were both in the basement on the first floor. We were both on the ladder. we were, both had the chainsaw going. We both, had, I mean, we both, That's did. awesome. Yeah, we did a ton of stuff.
3: That's really cool.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. And then, uh,
2: is is your lieutenant on the ambulance or is he or is he just with the
1: He was he so we have a lieutenant that is on each engine. Yep. And then he was on day staff. He was the EMS um lieutenant at the time, which now it's not even a position anymore. We have um we have a deputy chief of uh EMS just so he's like you know, top top yeah. of, top of the command, you know.
2: So I know I know we talked about before our like daily staffing. So mm. for you guys who does your so you don't run an officer on the ambulance? No. Who do who do you fall under like in your SOG when you show up to fight? Do you fall under the engine lieutenant? So is is that who?
1: Yeah. This is this is one of the things that's kind of um, one of the things that it's it's exactly what we want to talk about on the show is how you know if you backstep your entire career, it's like you should know everything. Like, down, Pat, you should have all these... So, for us, it's like, if we show up um, on the ambulance, if we're even in town, if we don't have a patient in back of the ambulance, there's so many things that could go... You could, you know, be backing up a line, if that's what command asks of you, right? or you could be interior search, you know, it's just... It, it always depends what's going on. Yes.
3: It's, very versatile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's just a fluid thing. So there's no SOG really that outlines that. So you, guys, my
2: so you guys will operate independently as a two man
1: crew, but without an officer. Yeah, I I don't want to say independently, but um, they could
2: say I want you two to go do the search, and that's, you're going to go yeah, do the search by yes, yourself. You're, yeah, you're not necessarily being tied to an officer. Yeah. No, kind like yeah, of like needs of needs of the incident commander. That's it. Yeah. That's it.
3: That's no, kind of like you guys. Um, yeah, I
2: mean we we have we have an officer, even though it's a two man our squad's a two man company, um, yeah. so we have an officer. But yeah, it's essentially kind of depends yeah. on when you show up, where Fill you show holes, up, who, yeah. Yeah, what's going on, what needs on. to be done. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, and that was the difference in my last fire that I went to, and I had already spoke about this a little bit and I was on the pump and, and I was glad to be, cause man, it's like nice to get that out of the way, knowing that you can get there and pump a fire and oh hold yeah. your own and, you know, be, be worth your salt as a pump operator, even though it's a really technical job if you get into some of these big ones and I would still have some issues with that. I think I'd have to pull some guys in and get some, get some help, um, you know, dependent. Anyhow. The difference in that fire was that we had um an MBA with a girl who had um like a pretty I think it was a pretty bad break on her leg. And you know one of the guys you know opted to bring her into Boston. And she probably could have went local but it was like you know it was kind of like eh, if it's worse than just a simple break then you know she'll be in the best place to get the care and so right. we went. And then they're on their way. And then we get the call for the for the fire, you know. And so it was like we show up there right away, down two guys. Yeah. And it's at night, so we don't have the day staff either. Obviously, the day staff's going to make their way, but now those guys are 20 minutes out. They're not three minutes up the street. Right. So so we show up at 9 and um, immediately short staff because when we got on there, we, you know, I think I've already spoken about this one, but, yeah. So we, we were short staffed, you know, we we 100% had a victim to rescue. So there was like, you know, it was just We Put were doing through your Yeah, we were doing a lot with a little and um, you know, that that was what it was, but um yeah. That's how that's how my old department was too. Yeah. Yeah. They they
2: they did recall so when the ambulance transported, they would recall one to the station um if they were running short. Just otherwise you literally were running with a two-man engine company mm-hmm. and a shift commander, yeah. Um, and then that changed. Um, that changed to only certain hospitals. They did the recalls. Like if you went to Boston, they would recall one. Or it used to be like if you did, went to Boston, they recalled two because right. you're going to be gone for so long. Yeah. And, um, but all those rules kind of changed with one of the chiefs. But um, same thing. You show up if the, if the ambulance was on a call, and, and there you choke. You know, potentially with a total of three people, and one being the, the shift commander. So it's just. You get put in a bad situation with not a lot of people and you kind of got to figure it out. Yeah, that's
1: all. Is what it is. I, uh, cool heads sure. prevail. Yeah. Just keep working through it. That's
2: yeah, absolutely. All. Um So I had a uh i I'm going to tell two stories because one's just kind of going to... What's that? Yeah. One's going to kind of just piggyback off you is I was the guy for my what should have been my first real fire on a transport to the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah. So uh we ran it was this was your first job yeah it's my first job okay so we had do you guys remember i mean it was 10 11 years ago now the uh the halloween blizzard we had a blizzard on halloween one year
3: hmm. oh all the ice ice. no no it was, just, it was, I was like probably a, like gone yeah it was no, just, was just really like a straight up blizzard it was, it was no, 2011 no yeah it was no. in texas
2: yeah no, so texas. um blizzard overnight we were smoked so so my my old job was not a super busy one um and we ran like uh, i don't want to exaggerate but i'm pretty sure it was like 13 calls overnight which is a shitty night that's a bad night and it was all medicals and so it was like we made shift at eight o'clock so it was like maybe like 7:40 or something like that in the morning um i was working with probably the second most senior guy on the department that night and uh One of the younger guys came in early, like they do, and uh, offered to relieve us. And so this guy, Brian, was like, no, I'm all set. I'm good. Uh, So I called, come in, right? I called, come in. He was in the station. He was like, I'll take that for you if you want. Brian was like, I'm good. I was like, well, I haven't even been here a year. If the guy that's been here for 30 years is going to go, then I'm going to go. So we went for, like, hip pain at a nursing home. Ended up being, like, a broken hip. And Mm -hmm. while we're putting her on the stretcher, they strike a box for fire, like, multiple calls. And the the guys on the engine just literally looked at me and went, dropped the bags," and like took off. And I was like, "Awesome!" So then obviously it, it's a second alarm. I think I want I don't remember if it went to the third alarm or, or what, but I would have been, um, you know, second due to that fire. Yeah. And it said we ran another six back to back medical calls, including going oh, after yeah. that transport to pick up the homeowner. Yeah, take them to the hospital. So yeah. I literally like got had to, to go see, to the fire, see the fire scene. And uh, t- the senior guy wow. was funny because you know he was like he said my sh- I was sulking so hard my like shoulders were touching, and I was like yeah I was pretty I was pretty sad yeah. I was a pretty sad pup so that's what should have been my first fire, um should have been my first fire I was on an ambulance transport that day I vowed that I will never never do that again, obviously I have no choice yeah. uh <laughs> my first my first um legitimate fire though I had a couple like in that year in that first year that were like, I had like a little mattress and like a, one that was like a just total exterior operations fire. Um, but our first legit one was actually with that same guy, Brian. And, uh, it was like two in the morning. Um, it was a single family house, pretty good sized single family house, um, reported fire inside the, uh, first two engine, uh, called off with fire showing and they took a line into the front door we got there, we operated a quint. Um, so we actually, our SOGs for like water supply was, we actually laid the line. And so they went straight to the fire, operated off tank water. How much, how much water do you have in that?
3: Oh man, you're testing me now. I want to say I it was 350, but
2: I it
1: might've been 500.
3: I never knew, I never knew with the quint, like how much water. do you, you, you guys have quints, John? Sean? No,
1: no, the guys, uh, everybody is, obviously the conversation comes up from time to time and everybody's just like, no. The, the problem is like
2: they're great apparatus if you staff them appropriately but you need to staff them with an engine and a ladder complement of people yeah you can't
1: and then you know what, it, what I mean what they up just one or the other anyway you're right and then what it ends up turning into is like oh well we can just send this on the call and then it turns put it two to people on this yeah a manpower killer yeah exactly. some people you know what I mean so everybody's staring staring away from that even though you know the concept is nice but you can't, yeah, they it's super utility. versatile if you have yeah. the,
2: the right amount of people, but otherwise yeah. you're just, you're either an engine or a truck and it's probably you know, good for smaller communities. I think it, I, th- the benefit. I think it is for like, like my community, I think it worked out well, um, other than just not being, you know, being too big to get in some areas, yeah. you know, but they don't have the
3: finances to, you know, maybe they can, yeah.
1: Or, or like, that's the you point, that's, take that's that. the point though. It's like, it's like, oh, this is cheaper and we can do two things with it but we're still going to have two people do it. And right. it's like, and yeah. so you end up like, well, look, because we don't need to run that other truck and we don't need to staff more people. And then so it turns into like what looks good to the town is 0% about our safety. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's kind of like that's... that's a, you
3: know, and that's yeah. up to the chiefs to articulate and communicate to the Yeah, the town yeah I don't want to get too too much into the politics, but... Yeah. No, it, you're right. It can but it it's, can't be No, a, not even from a political standpoint. You could be like for you me know, just to say like well we're saving yeah. you know instead of getting a new engine and a new ladder you know we're spending you know seven hundred fifty thousand, but we're saving you know 500 right. and you might be able to i mean i'm obviously not even close to being a chief officer but right. you might be able to communicate to them like we could divert those you know into hiring additional personnel to right. make this resource that we now have yeah potentially. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice yeah um yeah. The, the other problem like with in that particular
2: spot was they got a new quint and the new quint was a little bit bigger and required two people to take it out, which when you have the staffing of only like if you, if you're running full and the ambulance is gone, you only have one person there. And if you're running short and the ambulance is gone, you potentially have no people there. It kind of just, you know, I mean, any truck is useless with no people. So, right. Uh, But anyway, so our SOG was that, that we laid into the, the first two engines. So we, Dropped a feeder line. Dropped the. Uh, I dropped uh, that guy Brian at the hydrant. Drove up. He made the hydrant. Um, and while he was making the hydrant, I pulled the LDH off and made the connection into the engine. And then we ended up taking um, a line around the back side of the house. the The first new engine had come in. I believe tried to make a turn towards the kitchen. Couldn't quite make it all the way into the the kitchen. It was a pretty big house. And then had fire like going up the stairs. So I, I think they um, we're holding the staircase. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what was going on, on that side of the house, but we went around back. We had fire shown from the, the first story window, um, pretty heavy. And, um, we did, this was kind of before transitional attack was like a buzzword, but we did transitional attack. Essentially. We, we hit that fire coming out of the window, forced entry into the, like the side door and then went in and made a turn to the, to the kitchen. It was, a uh, A lot of, like, decent lessons learned in that fire because we had water supply issues. So it was a hoarder house. Oh, man. Like, pretty bad hoarder house. Um, We had uh, water supply issues, so we kept trying to, like, kind of make the push. You know, we got in the kitchen, extinguished the fire. It kept, like, flaring up. We were trying to make a push to really, get to the seat of it. And uh, every time we started making a push, we would kind of dump pressure, and then it would start coming up on us, so we had to keep backing out. Turned out to be good because a giant hole had burned through the floor into the basement so you know crawling in that direction had a a big hole in the floor that we would have found hopefully not by falling through the wrong way um but i think it's funny that your lesson was on um pike poles because so we extinguished the fire in the kitchen um (laughs) another funny part of this is so i had a a little fire in a um in a restaurant that i really didn't do anything and didn't go on air so i don't count it but I was getting ready to go in on air, and a senior guy came up and was like, hey, can I grab that nozzle? And I was like, okay. I handed it to him. He goes, never fucking give up the nozzle. Fucking put his face, you know, someone went into the fire, and I, I, I ended up never getting in the fire. That's awful. So so I had been in there for a few minutes, and I get tapped on the shoulder by this guy. He's like, hey, hey, we're relieving you. Take off. And I was like, yeah, no, not happening. And He was like, no, seriously. And I was like, yeah, you're not fucking getting this from me. I'm not out of air yet. Yeah, he right. was like, get out of the building now. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I, had, I didn't even realize like the other guy, my partner Brian, had already like gone. They That's relieved funny. him. Um, so anyway, after we we did that, changed packs, and uh, they had us go back in to start pulling ceilings. And I actually have a picture of it here. Um, I got called a lawn shepherd for a while <laughs> what? because I took a, a <laughs> oh, at least geez. a ten foot pike pole into a residential
3: uh, structure. Now and I it, don't feel so bad. <laughs> I also do have another. great It's story. funny. I didn't even
2: realize that was gonna be your your thing. So yeah. I, uh, dude, I was trying to like. <laughs> pull ceilings hitting this yeah. thing it was a mess where's I, your manger <laughs> I know right so <laughs> what's the other thing that's crazy is like this was after they made the initial attack we put the fire out in the kitchen obviously the, that uh, um, that's start calling still you Joseph inventing fire Joseph yeah, I got called a lawn shepherd Cause I, cause, you know, I was new and so like th- I saw this picture And I like you know shared it And there were people were like what the fuck are you doing uh, and I was like oh I was floating on fire was ridiculous So thing. another
3: God bless this dude's heart But not well not yours I guess yours too Joseph the lawn shepherd <laughs> <laughs> come, come hither to you to my major. Alright uh, I just have more sophisticated yeah. robes Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, so, plastic helmet. Which my, just, my first fire. Gross. He's since retired. Great guy, um, but we were leaving, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, you can just leave your tool. He's like, leave your tool in the in the scene, and another company will just come pick it up." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I'm new, but that doesn't sound <laughs> that doesn't sound like it checks out." <laughs> I hope you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, and I turned to our lieutenant, our former lieutenant. I was like, hey, this is what I was told. And he was like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> just take it out with you, please. Uh, Who man. was it? I can't believe it. Yeah. Who was it? It's Paul Finnegan. Oh. <laughs> hey, you mean Schmall Crinigan? Yeah. yeah. Just believe it. Yeah, that just makes sense. Bless they, his heart. Bless they, his heart. <laughs> he's like, the, yeah. No, he's like, you just put the tool down. And another company, as they come in, they'll grab it and use it. And I was like, "One, yeah. that sounds dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I'm gonna run this by my lieutenant." And and uh, the thing was, he wasn't actually Sandy, fucking with Yeah, Sandy Cello, <laughs> Sandy Cello, Sandy Cello was like, "No, please, dear do God, no, don't do that." No, yeah, actually, um, uh,
1: in all my senseless rambling, I forgot to tell you guys about the lesson that I had learned. Oh, was your yeah? Lesson, yeah, I
2: thought was your lesson. lesson was like, don't hit the red line too soon, but <laughs> well, yeah. dude, uh, second in, lesson, let's go for in, it
1: in the sec, And that was like my, I wasn't planning on that. It was just cause I was, I think I was bringing up the rear on something that, you know, you guys had talked about, but you no, know, I, I set up a ladder outside because we couldn't get in like to the eaves. And so I had, uh, I had set the ladder up, uh, over this giant rhododendron bush. And, It was at like a weird angle, but I'm like, I'll be able to walk this. And then I put it like into the building. I didn't go like all the way up to where I was like, like I wouldn't have been able to work off the ladder to get up there and like pull everything down. But so I'm up there with, um, you know, with a halogen, just trying to break everything down, pull everything down. And, uh, and then the entire fascia board collapsed. It just dropped. It was like, I don't know, I think it was heavy. It was long and it ended up being like 18 feet long worth of fascia it just burned away so it's
2: way heavier than you think you look at it and you're like how yeah did you get hurt from that and then you like
1: yeah. carry it from home depot and you're like <gasps> that's how yeah, is exactly. it's so heavy so and obviously it was like the original fascia so and it had been covered um it, it wasn't even rotted so it was like just older solid heavy wood and um yeah so that came down it uh cranked it like it was like axial load like hit me directly on top of my helmet like cranked my neck. I was holding on to the ladder. The ladder went one way, I went the other. And then I just remember like tucking and somersaulting like 10 or 12 feet down <laughs> into this giant rhododendron bush. So the lesson is if there's a rhododendron bush, Aim for it. Aim for it. Yeah. Use I it. Remember Put your, any,
3: put your any soft over surface. I remember now that you had told yeah. me that you fell off a ladder. I'm yeah. telling you John.
2: That. John actually only sets ladders up over bushes now, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. He's I, like, uh, no bush here. Uh, sorry, I can't. Uh, can't put a ladder here for you."
1: It caught me like a glove, and I actually like rolled it, I, you know, I rolled into it into the fall, and then I rolled like backwards off the r- rhododendron bush. Now the entire like fire ground stopped. Not like everybody was running over. Um and I'm just like I'm okay. (laughs) You know? That was awesome. Never
3: have I appreciated a healthy good sized bush (laughs) in this. I'm telling you,
1: I like so obviously they demoed the house and the bush was still there. And I was just kinda (laughs) like you should have dug it up and <laughs> brought Dude, it to your I, house. I was like, th- I was thinking about it, or at least going to get a part of it and like regrown it because I'm, I was just like, wow, that thing. That like it saved literally, your life. yeah. You yeah. could have been seriously. Oh no! Absolutely, probably. Yeah, you would've probably would have been fucked up. I mean, broken had, like, back or something. Hard. I would have yeah. fell on my pack. I don't know. My, my I luck, I would have like had my
2: lung pierced by a random rogue branch or something like that. Yeah. You are. So I'm not. <laughs> don't if you say it. We're fighting MMA style <laughs> on camera. You're not. I know. I just don't
3: know how. This is one of my, my things with Will. Here's the thing. Like, I, don't I don't know how. Son of a bitch. He made it through like the shittiest years of Iraq and Afghanistan. Not a scratch. I know. <laughs> and just. Here's
2: the thing, man. I, I'm not ac- actually <laughs> accident prone,
3: which is what you were going to say.
2: I'm I just, just had like a bad stretch of no, like two yeah, years. I'm
3: just concerned
2: about your safety. I broke my friend. leg playing hockey. On a I shit know ice, I and then I had a piece of a bow fly off and take out my eye. Yeah, and it then happens. he sends me a picture my recently.
1: Fav- he's like, "Ever sneeze, full draw," <laughs> and sends me a picture of the arrow like snapped in half and all this stuff. I'm like, "Dude, retire!" Just bought a brand new
3: bow. I'm like, "Return it. You still have the tags. We still, time. We still, still time." I remember when I remember when you called me. I think you were in the ambulance. Um, I did, yeah, I was mean, fan- So when you broke a leg. quick
2: backstory is I was I I was four no. Eight months into my probationary year with Cambridge Fire Department, and playing a hockey game, I hit a divot in the ice and kicked the board and shattered my ankle and my leg.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember Barry filling me on it. And
2: I was, I was panicked that I was going to lose my job. Yeah, because I obviously didn't have sick time.
3: Right. I was uh, sitting next to my girlfriend then wife, and I was like,
0: I gotta go. Will dude, needs me Dude
3: seriously though <laughs> Credit like Barry My wife showed up And then Barry showed up So fun fact uh, Aside from the whole like, you Oh, squeeze go my hand, hand If it hurts aside, Will no. Yeah. Aside from the whole Like hey Brother <laughs> I literally <laughs> went into The lobby at MGH I was like My brother broke his leg <laughs> and They just let me in <laughs> Did they really That's awesome <laughs> And then Uh his wife, who I didn't know until after that, doesn't like being hugged, and I'm a big hugger. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, my kill wife's me. like a, my wife's Bring like a big in. introvert. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and she's just like <laughs> for these big hugs. And she likes it's
2: not that she like doesn't like. She just like makes her uncomfortable. But yeah, mm. yeah. That was nice. a that was a wild night because I I uh, I had to drive my truck home after that because I didn't want to leave it at the
1: at the. Ridge. Which leg did you break? The left one. Yeah, so I was good to drive. That's good. I broke my yeah. left leg when I was a kid.
3: Uh, I've only broken one. If anybody can get the guess this I've only broken one bone in my life Guess which bone Your back No Not my pinkies Nope Oh your weird ass pinkies Not my pinkies
2: Guess which bone I, I have no idea
3: Your pelvis Your skull I want it to be something crazy huh, My middle finger Oh my god That's lame So I, fun- I got it stuck in a solid oak door On That's a, a school cool field story.
2: trip <laughs> Super. They cool. had to extricate yeah. Barry from the door.
3: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so the also fun fact that that break was my first broken bone. Mm-hmm. My whole life Again, yeah. All those jumps. Yeah, head injuries. Lots of head injuries. No. Oh, yeah, Rest. no broken Rest. bones. I so so I did. So I guess I shouldn't say I'm completely accident prone. I did get hurt at a fire, the restaurant I was telling you about because I didn't go interior. Well, I did go interior, like after he put the fire out and it was a kitchen of a restaurant you were hurting all the sheep and they just stepped <laughs> yeah, there was egg. like nothing <laughs> going on and i came out and i was adjusting the lights because it was starting to get dark and uh actually i was on you know who i was with on this this is when uh click boffman was on my <laughs> old department <laughs> he, he worked there yeah. for a little before he came over he's a good person yeah he's a good dude um so i went to adjust the light and i had grease on my boots and I fucking slipped right off the st- step at the top of the engine. Oh, that's miserable. Landed on the ground. I, like, looked up. There were, like, two people that had been eating dinner in the restaurant sitting there. And I was like, all right, this is going to hurt. <laughs> so I, like, stood up like nothing happened. I walked over. The first person I saw was the chief. And I was like, nope, well, not telling him. And uh, <laughs> so I went in, and uh, this uh, guy, Kenny, was in the, um, in the building. He was a lieutenant. And I was like, hey, LT, I think I broke my leg. And he was like, I think I'll fucking tell the chief. And I was like, fuck. So I did, and I had to go to the hospital. I was out for like two months. I didn't actually break it. I tore all the ligaments, though. Jeez. That's the same uh, same foot I I did end up breaking, though. That's okay. So now it's all metal. I'm good to go.
3: I've I've tripped in front of a large group of people. Yeah. Um, it was when we had all the gas, uh, again, the Lawrence, when they had all the gas fires, and then the rest of the gym, <laughs> I remember. We were getting calls <laughs> for, yeah. like, you know, there's, like, wisping smoke out yeah. of manholes. And I charged the, the four-inch. And, like turn around and do something and there's like all these cars on like land it was boulevard. it was
2: li- it was the intersection at the museum of science oh god so there were a few people there
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just but, here goes barry wham <laughs> i stood up and i was like do you have to away. you have you to stand up it. like you didn't even you get own it hurt.
2: it's all part of the show <laughs> yeah. folks yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta stand up <laughs> like it didn't even hurt yeah, yeah. yeah. it did hurt uh, what else do you do you yeah. gotta own it just be you know yeah, yeah. 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 just sit there and cry you know. Yeah, just this is a cry from embarrassment <laughs> more know. than yeah. like your pride is a lot more hurt than your body is. I'll yeah. never
3: see those people again. No,
2: no, but you're Instagram, burned, you're Instagram burned in has you on hope. there forever. I'm yeah. sure somewhere
1: you're so. burned into their brain. There, yeah.
2: Soon. Do you know they still? Yeah, right now, we're telling this story, and they're like I'm sitting a with a bunch of friends. It's like you should have seen this time. This asshole firefighter tripped over his own line. It happens. Yeah, it happens to everybody. I was
3: yeah. oversaturated with the stress of the day. There
2: You go. Yeah. Was a, there was a lot going on that day. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Um that's awesome. Some good good fires. Yeah, have some yep. laughs. Yep. Yeah. Have some laughs. I think that I think the thing is like you can take a lesson away from every single fire you go to. Always you can take a lesson away. Like Always whether it's like take away. where you positioned your vehicle or you know, what you did while you were inside, or like, you know, did you not control the door and you made conditions worse or you know what I mean? Like, we talked this, like, going back to the failure episode. Nick, the failure episode.
3: There it is. <laughs> see it? It's
2: floating. Nick,
0: can you see it? Uh, it's floating. You do realize that I do that afterwards.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay. Whatever. I it's, can see it. It's, right it's still
0: It's still fun is, to imagine. It's still floating, actually. I <laughs> should take that off. No. It'll be there for Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Great. Now, now it's got to fly away. Waterfly, <laughs> butterfly.
2: Butterfly. <laughs> 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 uh I don't even, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, like the failure episode. It's not always that you like fail. It's just that you like, are like, Hey, like I could have done this better or my actions did have this consequence. And I think, I mean, not only every fire, but even, even, you know, just blowing up to, to more, um, everyday incidents. There's always some, some lesson that can be learned. In a few. Absolutely. I think it's a big part of like doing like after action reviews, whether you do them like, you know uh officially through the department or you have a chief that does them or you do them like inter company i know that uh, every fire i've had we've pretty much afterwards been like hey like we did this do you think we could have done this better and sometimes it's it's good to like like do it immediately and then like two weeks later be like hey now what do you like kind of process do you remember stuff because sometimes in that moment the adrenaline you don't at least I don't remember exact steps. And then like two weeks later, I can actually, yeah, like, recreate Yeah, you can piece the,
1: it together a little bit, but yeah. you never really know. Yeah. You know I've I'll always really quantified it everything.
3: as games and reps. Right? You know, each fire is like you want to be good at the game, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, all these truck boxes or, you know, whatever you're doing, pulling lines, apparatus, positioning, those are all reps. Like whether yeah. you want to make it a good rep or a bad rep is yep. up to you. Yep. Um, And whether you want to learn, you know, we've talked about, you know, again, as you said, failure and learning from it. Um, but you can you can clean positive flying around everything. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Every time we're like, man, all these special <laughs> effects are really adding up. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to get the yeah. bill from this episode. I yeah. going to say they will be. Yeah, <laughs> they will be up. Wow. Special yeah. effects.
2: <laughs> is
3: it cheaper just to cut all of that? And yeah. Ne- like we never said it. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you're interested in being a sponsor, we now need one. <laughs> we, yeah, right. we were doing okay. <laughs>
2: this episode's putting us over the budget. Um, on that note, though, we are shortly, if we don't already, um, we are shortly going to have some swag available. Um, we are going to do some t shirts, maybe some hats, different things. And uh, is this a shameless money grab? Absolutely. No, it's not. Uh, we on a, on a side note is, uh, we actually, uh, are investing a decent amount into this, trying to like have this done correctly with a legitimate producer who knows what he's doing. And If you haven't, uh, noticed that production value yet, shame on you. Um, so you will in episode six, we got we all this stuff flying around. <laughs> you will in episode six. um, so when that comes available, uh, hopefully you guys will uh, you guys can uh, take a look and hopefully you guys will like some of it and we can uh, we can we can get it to you and help us kind of fund this going forward because that's kind of you know kind of the goal for that. But that's yeah. a, that's a side
3: note. We don't have to talk about it. Just yeah, just no. I mean, out there. I'll, yeah. So like on a serious note, with the you know if you if you choose to support us uh, as far as you know sponsoring or buying our our soon to be swag, like all that money goes into making you know none of us are here to make a buck. Um, we're all self-funded, uh, just doing something that we believe in. So all that goes into paying for the production value and trying to build a better product for yeah. you guys. The, um, the more
2: interesting we can make it, you know,
3: the, I think the,
2: <coughs> the more we can get it spread and, you know, the ultimate goal of, of reaching people and creating conversations and sharing knowledge, you know, the more, the more, the bigger the network, the more the knowledge it gets shared. So that's Absolutely. kind of our goal.
3: Just kind of broadening our, yeah our ability to communicate and get out there and hopefully make the fire service community a little bit better. Yeah. So one uh, t-shirt equals one, like, spiral-in of video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't... I think it's probably more t-shirts. Ten t-shirts that. equals one spiral
2: <laughs> Um. So, that was awesome. Uh, so, new segment. Spinning off of a segment from a couple episodes ago, um, we did the training tips and tricks. We are going to add in there tactical tips and tricks. So, what we are trying to accomplish with this segment is uh tips and tricks on the actual fire ground so there are a plethora of different things people do that are go-tos and you know some of these people that see fires or rescues or whatever it is um over time notice that these different things i mean that's how you get all the different the new york hook the boston rake the halligan you know it's just it's people that have like realized oh these things work well so what we want to do is we want to get people that can share some of those tips and tricks with us. So, um, I put on the on Facebook uh you know, something simple. Something as simple as spiking um the pike of a halogen into the decking of a roof to create a step. That seems like it would be something everybody knows, but maybe it's not. So, like talking about that would be good. So, we had uh I'm just going to do do one here today. We had uh Doug Wrightus and uh he said that before you even set the parking brake, see which way the truck rolls, know your grade, know where your water is going to go, um, specifically talking about, like, winter ice conditions, and is the truck in the best spot. Um, and I, I like this one because there's a lot going on when you pull up to a fire scene, and it also depends on, you know, if you're driving an engine, if you're driving a truck, if you're driving a quint, you know, if you're driving the ambulance, you know, you're not putting it right in the middle of the road. Um, he said that the uh, knowing the direction your, like, water runoff is going he said that he he talked about an incident where a ladder truck that was downhill of the the first dew pump in winter
3: had actually the ice got under the tires from the water runoff and the so truck no. slid down the hill. Jeez. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of those regional like regional conditions. I saw the, a couple years ago, you know, in warmer parts of the country, they might not have to consider like those types of you know, hey, like where is your water going because it's gonna freeze. Right. even things like I saw a couple of years ago there's a picture of apparatus there was an aerial apparatus that was parked on the lawn and you know they had the outriggers out on the lawn and uh you know people were like freaking out right but they didn't realize it was like in Maine in like February where that ground is hard as a, <laughs> right. Hawk, as a rock yeah. right so yeah so those are the kind of those operational variables like right. things like you said like think you know Winter ice conditions completely right. changes how we approach a fire and how we approach apparatus yeah. positioning.
2: And even, I mean, some of the simple is like making sure the trucks in the right spot. So if you if you're a ladder, making sure that you have the access, have access to the the most amount of the building, the biggest amount of the how do you say that, the largest swath of the building, sure, is as possible. I don't know, but you know, if you can get two sides of the building and the roof from where you're parked versus one side. Um, or you know power lines or whatever the case is, or if you're a pump, you know making sure you can get lines into the building like free of obstructions. Um, adding, I just kind of adding on to the scene one recently for um, for the engineers is just taking like uh, the cap from the um, intake or like one of the couplings, like stacks of couplings from the cabinet, and just propping like the four inch up so that water drains under it instead of you know see yeah then yeah. you get like the always get the massive pool of water that you're standing in yeah just doing that so that the yeah. water can drain away thought that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah, um yeah. and, and i, I also there's a little bit of conversation about it and, and i had said too if if you're on like a steep incline or decline and there's really no choice but to be on an incline or decline especially with a ladder knowing where you're going to chalk the wheels is important because generally you might chalk one side of the ladder but if you're going to have to lift those wheels off the ground to get that ladder level then you might want to chalk the other side so there's a lot to know and I think uh, seeing which way your truck rolls what kind of grade you're on has a lot of a lot of different um, applications or or there's a lot of different things that go into knowing that so I
1: thought it was a good tip Um, I never I never really considered that only because I guess for myself I'm only chalking the engine and if I mean even if you're on grade if you're chalking the engine had a fire. The concern is that it's gonna roll forward. Right? Because well not roll forward, but drive forward if something were to happen right. if it was to come out of pump somehow and just go into drive. Right. But I mean realistically if you have time I guess you can chalk it both ways. Couldn't hurt, yeah. right? Do yeah. one on one side, one yeah. on the other. Yeah. Get everything going and then just chalk it.
2: And generally like you chalk in the the drive wheels on, yeah. a, on an engine, you know, the yeah. ones that actually exactly. move. But um but there's a lot of a lot of different things that go into that, so I thought that was a, a That's good cool consideration. Trick. Um, a cool one. If you have any uh, tactical tips and tricks, we'll put this stuff up, you know, from time to time. Uh, but we'd love to to hear some of the things, uh, some of the more interesting things, you know, some of the things that maybe, you know, are are relative to the type of building construction or the type of tools that you use, and you know, there could be another department out there that has the same or similar uh, district and tools and setups and, you know, might've never heard it. So um, please feel free to share that stuff with us again. You can DM us, you can comment on our YouTube video, you can comment on our social media posts, whatever we want to, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. It going.
3: It's always cool to hear interesting perspectives, especially yeah. from different parts of the country that have completely different oh, yeah. conditions than yep. we
2: do. Oh yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, like, like you said, like operating in, Boston or Maine in February is very different from operating in Miami in yeah. February, oh, yeah. different from operating in Colorado even, or wherever, like just, just totally different, um, totally different environments, totally different districts, building construction tools, like every, everything's different. So, uh, please share that stuff with us. Cool. You guys ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Let's do it. Ready? Born ready. Question of the day. Let's do it. I'm kind of hoping that everybody's just on board <laughs> with this one. Because if you haven't noticed, I'm a fairly opinionated person. Yeah. We're miking up Big Dick Nick for this one.
0: Well, since I'm the tiebreaker, whatever it is, you are the tiebreaker,
2: and yeah. also we just—you're interesting. Actually, yeah. you—you're kind of the tie maker. Yeah, yeah. you—you could be one or yeah, you're the tie maker today.
0: In a sense, I feel like that's even more power than that is more power.
2: Then what do we? That we that have to
3: phone a good. friend. No, oh, Kaya. I speak for my dog. My dog's over in the corner. I oh, speak you're
0: for one her. of those. Oh God.
3: She's her own woman, Barry. Yeah, so she is she's a strong, strong company, independent. independent... There right, is another is. dog
0: in the studio today.
2: Old. Not on our laps, which is disappointing, but she's over there sleeping. She's All she's right. Dead. Let's get to it. Question of the day. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Oof, Nick's already <laughs> making faces. I'll save mine and let... Uh, uh, f- fuck it, Nick, you're
0: the... Mm-mm, nope, absolutely. You want to go last? Yeah, absolutely. How about a tiebreaker if I don't go last? You're the
2: time yeah. maker today. You're Whatever. are number
0: four. It's, uh, exactly, yeah. number four. That's my point.
1: I am a hard yes. Fucking right. Out. Ham and pineapple pizza, Hawaiian pizza, or just pineapple on pizza, I'm with it. I think, you know, you have, just like I've been saying all along, you need your crunchy offset. And things like a taco, so you have to have a crunchy. All right, don't ruin All right, it, John. I'm sorry, don't I'm ruin sorry, I'm the sorry. answer For Christ's okay. sake. But Thank my you. point is, is that you have like, you know, you have the bread, and then you have like a like a nice, like you have a you have a sauce that has a certain flavor to it, and then you yeah. have the cheese to kind of like slow it down. But then you have the pineapple that just has that pop.
2: Dude, you know? yes, yes, yes. Barry,
3: my answer is a strong and unequivocal no way that i wouldn't enjoy having pineapple on my pizza Fucking <laughs> 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 <I actually laughs> <enjoy laughs> uh, so i will say i have grown man so i initially grew up i did not like hawaiian pizza i didn't like it it was just like why what, what? it didn't make sense to me uh and then i had good hawaiian pizza with actually good pineapple good yeah. ham yeah. Yeah. Uh, i believe i had some no yeah, oh, yeah. It, can we say that Ma- mama Dose? yeah mama Dose. gross uh, unless they want to sponsor us i was gonna say um, sponsors here we uh, go <laughs> <laughs> Um, Domino's if you're listening, we and love. I, <laughs> <Hawaiian pizza. laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and out, I, I do like it. I do side. like it now, uh, but I like it with I like with like dipping it. I like a little blue cheese with it, uh-huh. which oh. maybe <laughs> makes me weird. Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right, we're good, we're good, you yeah, know yeah, we're, well I know you're a ranch guy. We're going to segue into guy. that. So, I but saying. I I really do I do like Hawaiian pizza now. So first and foremost,
2: pineapple belongs on pizza. Absolutely. Here's here's my I don't actually like Hawaiian pizza. Believe it or not, I don't like ham on pizza. I don't think it doesn't belong. It's just not my preference. Yep. But to support you, what do you glaze a fucking ham with when you cook a ham?
1: So obviously there's like the I've actually glaze, never thought right? about
3: that. Fucking
2: pineapple. Yeah. You glaze it with pineapple. He does make it. Do a good point. Right? So why? The sweet complements the salty. Should it have too much pineapple? No. I am a fan of what I like to call the spicy Hawaiian pizza, which is just pepperoni and pineapple. Oh. Never had that. Versus versus regular. What's up, Nick?
0: No, I'm just gonna. I was gonna take it a step further. Um, bacon and pineapple yeah. on yes. pizza. Yes. Yes. Uh Any
2: pork-based product with pineapple.
0: Yeah, pork is good with pineapple. It is. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I would soft say, soft bacon or crispy though. So this is my only caveat. Okay, so when it's regular bacon, when you're just eating bacon with breakfast, to harken back, look at another floating thing. To there it episode. is. Whoa, it's crazy. this one is a oh.
2: is an Indy five hundred race car. <laughs> <laughs> this this this, this the screen.
0: That, yeah that, that one I'll pay for. Um, the <laughs> <coughs> when it's when it's regular bacon breakfast bacon, it's got to be floppy. I love this Show oh, shooting at us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got a little expensive there. On the got <laughs> such a good imagination. Um, the uh the bacon regular bacon's got to be floppy but on with the pineapple cuz it's so soft and the pizza's soft you can't have everything be soft so i do like a little bit of crisp in the bacon i wow. agree bacon. you know what? No. These guys pineapple. on the right wow. top. No, I, I, yeah that's I'll, a good uh, point i'll
2: uh, uh, i'll go with you on that like i think know? like eating bacon yeah. should be soft but yeah. i i agree like it's the sweet compliments, the the salty the crunch compliments, the soft so yeah I'll give you th- I'll give you that one
0: and that's that's the only that's reason. good point yeah that, good I mean point. I
2: don't often retract my statements but I'll, I'll give you that one yeah
0: no if you're ever trying to learn how to eat like a fat guy just just give me a call
2: <laughs> I eat like myself <sighs> uh, so blue cheese on pizza is fucking gross no
0: that's no disgusting that's what about was like it's buffalo rant? chicken yeah i do that uh, but no, a, no. buffalo a, chicken I'm, pizza I'm, no I'm a ranch ranch ranch, ranch, ranch all day long. Ranch, really? yeah. so
3: I I will I will. I'll put ranch, ranch on pepperoni pizza, but bro. if I have the choice, I dip every piece. And I, ranch. I will say, like, I'm not. This isn't copious amounts. Just like a little, oh, no, especially
2: no, no. for like the yeah, crust. Crust? No, absolutely not.
3: I yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a blue cheese guy.
2: I yeah. so what's weird is I actually like blue cheese, but like, d- where. You don't go in your refrigerator and pull out the fucking moldy we shit in the back of the this fridge recently. and be like, oh, well, this looks fucking tasty. Let's eat I it. I feel like, like I don't understand why we this. eat moldy cheese.
0: I think the funniest part about this entire thing is that the question itself is usually, depending on the group that you're in, pretty damn controversial. Like I know. on pizza is pretty controversial. And yet, leave it to Barry to take it a step further and go <laughs> as much controversial yeah. as he can yeah. with yeah. the blue yeah. cheese blue cheese on pizza. Ranch. No.
2: No. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you want to put blue cheese on, on your buffalo well, chicken... It's
3: not that controversial because we're tied. He likes blue cheese. All right, so... Oh, yeah, but he's a ginger. On, Does he on count? Pizza? Yes. Well, I'll put See, it on here pizza we go. Town? I
1: said it's only been cool to be a redhead as of recently. Wait, but you, you <laughs> put, but you'll with put with blue cheese on pizza? Yeah. I'll call compliments for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> what was that?
2: You'll put blue cheese on
1: pizza? Like a Buff check's pizza? Yeah. Oh
2: Buff, God. God. It's yeah. Buff Chex? It's literally got a ranch-based sauce. So yeah, why so why, why do you blue put cheese to it? Why would so.
1: you add ranch to ranch?
2: <laughs> you don't have to. A, yeah. a there's <laughs> never <laughs>
3: enough ranch. Number one. Not, a big, um, like ra- ra- not a big ranch guy. Do you like ranch? Not a big ranch. Do you like ranch on salads? No Damn. one actually likes ranch on oh, salads. I do. God,
0: I totally thought you were going to say nobody actually likes salads. And I was like, agreed.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I I eat ranch <laughs> on salads. All right. So I had a, I what had What about Cobb salad? No. It's well, the, it's no, it's blue no, you don't just put ranch. You don't put ranch. You don't put anything willy nilly on on a salad. Like if you're eating a fucking steak and blue cheese salad, you obviously don't put ranch on that. Like it it's just grilled chicken with like on a stuff. Garden, it happens to have lettuce with it. Belongs Half on a egg. garden salad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Whatever was left <laughs> yeah. over in the kitchen. Yeah. You're like, oh just
2: give them that. Yeah. A garden salad ranch all day. But I
3: actually was prepared. I was. Uh, Thousand Island on uh, burgers. Is I'm good.
1: big Thousand oh, Island guy. God, I do like hate Thousand Island. Island. Love it. Oh,
2: have you, you ever had, had Thousand Island on Grudo? a burger? Yes. Every person on the planet has had a Big Mac in their life. <laughs> That's true. That's what
3: that sauce is the Mac whole no, time? It's Mac not.
2: sauce. It's, it's, Are you serious?
0: It's, it's, no, no, no. It's not. There's a combo. There's a whole thing. I'll send you the recipe. It's, it's pretty right. damn good. It's, it's Listen, Thousand Island base. It's but It's basically but there's, Thousand, there's Thousand Island. Pr- is Thousand is it proprietary?
1: Is what about, what's the sandwich? Is it is, is it a, a
2: Reuben?
3: Yeah, I don't like Thousand Island. So I don't. I'll out myself. That's fine. I've been living with a secret for a long time. If AT&T is paying attention to this podcast, then we I know so. we're going places. Um, so, so when not, I first, I would not I, do it. No. <laughs> That's a big discount. It is a big discount. <laughs> um, so I've been living with this lie for a long time. AT&T, if you're listening. Uh, we sponsor us well, and we'll change yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> sponsor us and we'll just keep this thing going. When I first switched from Verizon to AT&T, I gave him like, my military ID. Oh, and God. the guy's like, he's like, well, he's like, he was in the Marine Corps. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to do you solid. He's like the uh, military discounts twenty percent. He's like the Burger King corporate discount is like thirty. So I have been a Burger King corporate employee for the last like seven years.
0: Why is it more?
3: You might have to bleep that out. exactly. Like, they, like, ATT. and T. Why is the Burger King corporate? Because that's probably dis- who that's probably who Burger King uses for and all their stuff. There yeah, you Barry go. is yeah. the Burger King. King. Yeah.
0: Pays in yeah. greenbacks and yeah. 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 Military only pays with lives. Yeah.
2: Yeah, not nearly yeah, as valuable. Not so nearly I mean, as valuable. Not at all.
0: How could be <coughs> Right. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Well, I,
2: so, getting a little long in the question of the day, but I am curious. I had a backup in case we were all in agreement, which makes my heart slightly happy. No, it, that's
0: that's just the, the bacon coming back up. That's the out. bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's
2: angry. Oh, so, all right. So, real quick caveat. Back to the, my, like, first fire. So, I had eaten pizza rolls at, like, midnight with, with this... With Totino's? Totino's. Dude, I... Dipped in ranch. Fucking fiend. Uh, so I like had wicked heartburn, but I swear to God, I ate pizza rolls every shift for months after that. Just like trying to replicate it. Yeah. Um, All right. So if we all agree on the pineapple thing, what's your like, just go to pizza real quick. Simple. What's your like, if you're like, I want pizza, I'm in the mood for pizza. What are you getting?
3: Honestly, lately it's been Hawaiian. All right. Respectable. Uh also enjoy like meat lovers, like bacon, Hamburg and, like onion. Right. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. What are you, John?
1: Drawing a blank on the... What the frick is the meat that I always get on it? It's not pepperoni. <laughs> There's it's only not, like... It's not bacon. A handful. It's not... Sausage? It's not... No, okay. It's linguiça. I don't know why uh, I couldn't think of that word. Ooh. Linguisa pizza. And if we're going as far to say go-to pizza, might as well be where it's from because... Cape Cod Cafe in Brockton has the best fucking pizza. That's where you brought in me in the right? world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't delicious. tried it, but I will. Yeah. I can vouch. It Unreal.
3: Is really you know good. what?
2: So like AT and T, Domino's, Cape Cod Pizza. Who else are we trying to get sponsored from? Well, we're this? gonna go to Dairy Queen after this. Oh, yeah. nice. Perfect. What's your What's your go to? Oh,
0: easy, Roni all day. Just a regular. Like go <coughs> go to like. Yeah. Nothing special. I just want a pizza. I don't know what to get. I'm gonna get a pizza. Yeah. Roni all
2: day. So so mine is either Roni or Roni and pineapple, and and like.
0: I haven't tried that.
2: I get, I get like, my wife makes fun of me because I i tend to like get this. Like, I'm an ad- adventurous as far as like, I will try whatever. But like, if I'm in the mood for a certain thing, I'm in the mood for a very specific certain thing. So, like, if I'm in the mood for a burger, I don't, I don't want a fucking blue cheese and bacon fucking whatever. I want a cheeseburger with like lettuce pickle and tomato. Not sorry, onion pickle and tomato. I fucking hate lettuce. Um, if I want to if I want a pizza, I want like a, like a, Straight up pepperoni Or pepperoni and pineapple You know what I mean If that's somebody else is ordering Like Something like a fig <coughs> And prosciutto Or something mm. I'll eat it But like That's never gonna be My like go to if, yeah. if I'm in the mood For pizza I'm usually I'm not in the mood For pizza I'm in the mood For pepperoni pizza If that makes sense mm-hmm. Got it Yeah But we should try that place And you should try A pepperoni and pineapple pizza It's fucking delicious Especially uh, if I, the Especially if the pepperonis Are like Right after this Crispy
1: Yeah um, I will cool? uh, I will Before our next shoot I will get us some pizzas the night before, and I'll bring them in. in. Cape Cod? Yeah. yeah it be awesome. is really good. So does That would that, be awesome. Does that stove work? Does that oven
3: work? We're firefighters, we'll which he- probably makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it way worse. <laughs> we'll heat them. <laughs> this building almost burned down once already.
0: So.
1: All right, never mind. We'll just bring them in. and It is what it is.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah, that would be awesome. Cool. All right, so I think that does it for us today. Thank you for tuning in to episode six, talking about our first fires. We want to hear about your first fires. So um, please send us a a, a DM. Again, you can hit us up on social media. We're going to put some of these photos up for the um, shout-out for Lawrence on social media. Comment under there, wherever you want. Send us an email, whatever. It doesn't matter. We want to hear about your first fires and any lessons you learned. Yeah. Uh, Cause a lesson you learned is a lesson that somebody else doesn't necessarily have to learn the hard way. Um, so keep an eye on our social media. Again, we love getting your feedback. We love, uh, we love seeing, um, seeing what you guys have to say on our posts and our questions. Um, please, 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 please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and, and share it. This is the two biggest things that you can do for us. Um, it's all Facebook algorithms or YouTube algorithms on whether we get shown and we can't share this knowledge if we don't get, uh, views and stuff on our, on stuff. So please share it. You can find us in this podcast on YouTube. Also, you can find it on all the major podcast streaming services, Spotify, Apple podcasts, um, wherever you go for your podcast, uh, subscribe, set an alert that'll let you know every week, Saturday at noon. Um, and if you're an expert on something in the fire service, like, I don't know, lithium ion fi- batteries love to you or, yeah. you know, or or venting flat roofs or whatever the case is, please, please, please reach out to us. If you have something to share and you want to share it, please reach out to us um, and let us know because we would love to pick your brain or have you on or do a, uh, um, you know, virtual meeting with you or something to share, to, to, to share, share that knowledge, knowledge around yeah. Um, and uh, we want it to be user driven so if there's something that you are interested in seeing or interested in talking about or want to run through a call or whatever the case is um, again reach out to us uh, jobtalks.com at jobtalks on Facebook or Instagram jobtalks on YouTube I think you get the point we call called jobtalks with no way and we're definitely not going to be able to afford it after this episode Nope. Um, and uh, we are looking forward to continuing this Thank you guys very much for viewing. See you in episode seven. Chop Talks out.